This podcast is a 98 Studios production. This episode is brought to you guys by the 2024 Alchemy Excellence event. Today's the day, baby. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the motherfucking day. Today is the day. Today's the day. Today is the day. Today's the day. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. As always, today we have Mr. Poppy, Jeff Mendez. Um, Jeff, before we start anything, thank you so much. I know how busy you are. I appreciate you being down here, especially with everything you've been, you have going on. End of the year is always busy. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Happy to to be here. Good to see you. I think it's the exact same day that we're filming as As last year. Last year. Really? Yeah. Did you guys even know that? There we go. We got we got episode number two with Poppy. It was so good the first time. We had a lot of people requesting you to come back, which has been it's cool to see when we have conversations and people they just want more. So I'm excited to go dive in to, to different different conversation than before. First and foremost, though, your own podcast you released how many months ago? Probably been a couple months now. Yeah, I think you're how many episodes? Seven or eight. Yeah. Eight deep released. Yep. That's awesome. It's called Live Live Life by Design, which is Poppy quote. I've got that written in countless notebooks from from the years with you so i love that tell me about that how's that been what's the point of it like let's hear it yeah really good question i get that asked quite often um in fact um i mean i've been doing podcasts for super long period of time but i would usually do them within companies that i was representing Mm -hmm. so pretty comfortable in the in the setting pretty comfortable interviewing highlighting guests um and long story short, there was a conference that I attended in Miami that was actually a pretty big conference. Um, it's for all sorts of entrepreneurs, business owners, et cetera, Ma- mainly in the real estate space, mm-hmm. but from all walks of life of business. And after the presentation, I had quite a few people, you know, approach me and, and say, hey, how can I engage more with you? What resources do you have? Do you have any online courses? Um, how do I follow you on LinkedIn, et cetera? And really had nothing to offer, like Mm -hmm. nothing. Instagram was private. Facebook, rarely on that thing. You know, it's archaic in my eyes. Never I'm still not on LinkedIn. Wasn't on LinkedIn. Had no YouTube channel, no Spotify, no podcast, no nothing. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's time. And, And I've been approached before, like, hey, you should do a podcast. You should do this, that, and the other, do conferences. And I do quite a bit of public speaking, but I would never have anything as a follow on. Yeah. So I'm like, it's time. It's time to just, you know, build up that, build it and treasure and chest what, of knowledge. You know, it, it comes with a price. It comes with a cost, right? Yep. So the moment you start opening up your platforms, it, it requires work and it it requires reps. Yep. And it it's there's cost associated with it too, not just your time, but also it, it costs money to put on the production. Yep. So just making sure that I was doing it for the right reasons, that it was fulfilling, wasn't just, oh, let me just do this because everybody else is doing it. Yep. Like I wanted to have a true purpose. And I quite often use the mantra of live life by design, not by default. Yep. And I said, that's the perfect name for the show. Let's let's highlight people that are living their life by design um, so that people can see the different examples that are out there. And what I try to do is highlight people that traditionally may not be highlighted. There's a lot of heroes mm. within the midst, just in our own networks. And we don't, quite often, we don't highlight those heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did Jimmy Rex's show, when I was interviewing him in my podcast, and I was actually a guest on his too, he said that he thought that the number one show that he did with eyeballs and with comments would be when he interviewed Mitt Romney. 
Mm. And what he discovered is that it just wasn't so. And then his learning lesson was if somebody wants to go listen to Mitt Romney, they can look up Mitt Romney. That's right? true. But quite often you can't find the unsung heroes. And when you put them on your platform and you highlight them, then you see how many heroes we have within our own networks that aren't being highlighted. 100%. So part of my design is to highlight people that traditionally don't have the microphone, traditionally not on not on podcasts so that we can learn from the heroes that are around us. That's so true. And, and also helping them realize that they're a hero. True. Because no, when, yeah, when you ask them, hey, how cool. many lives have you saved or how many people consider to be a hero, they don't know how to answer that question. Mm. But then when they realize how much of an impact they're doing, they realize I am a hero yeah. in my own sphere. Yeah. So I'm just trying to highlight the heroes in our lives. I love it because that, yeah, I love that. And that's when I was getting into listening to podcasts, Ed Milet was one of the big ones that I'd go listen to. And when you listen to them, there's people I've never heard of that was some of the most impactful information I ever got. I absolutely love the idea of highlighting people who don't typically get highlighted. So now you've kind of embarked in it, right? You're in it, in it. My, the, I, I was going over this with you before the we got on the air, but yep. six in one day. I was so tired. I could never do that. The, I, I, I'm sure these guys could do it. I couldn't do it. My brain power would give out. People don't understand. And to go on a tangent, it's it's exhausting, actually. Like not obviously all of the editing. I can't even imagine how exhausting that is because I don't handle that. It's the 98 Studio Boys, the filming, editing, photo, everything. That's obviously incredibly exhausting. But even sitting in a chair and talking to someone and trying to keep a conversation going or decipher like what you were saying, like decipher what they're saying and be able to repeat it in a way that's understandable yeah. is not easy when your brain is like tired. So that's six is sickening. That's 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 six amazing. different conversations, <laughs> six completely different personalities too. No, it was fun. I'm glad I checked the box and I yeah. learned that I will never do that again. Yep, I max believe, is three in a day. I believe that. I believe that. So then, what what have you found now? Because obviously, going into podcasting or anything. You have an expectation set, then you get into it. What have you found? Like, uh, what's different or the same from what you so expected? Listen, for me going into it, I kept my expectations. I'll use the word low. Me, meaning not low. Like, I always have high expectations for things, but I didn't want to force a result. And people quite often ask me, why are you doing it? Yeah. And again, the answer is simple, because I want to. Yep. And I don't know what it's going to become yet. And I, that's what makes it special to me. There's no need for me to be doing it other than I think it's fun. I'm learning. I'm expanding my own networks and I'm helping people expand their networks. Yeah. And then I also did a conference that was called Live Life by Design. And I came up with the idea on Thanksgiving Day. And by Black Friday, I was selling tickets. And the initial goal was only 100 attendees. We had 170 people there. That's And awesome. we charged for the event because whoever pays the most pays the most attention. Yep. If you do a free event, you have a lot of people register. And then the day of the event, you have a lot of empty seats. Yep. People cherish the things that, that there's a cost associated with it. Yep. And it was just to help people create a separation season where they would get ready for the incoming 2024 season. Mm -hmm. If you're setting your goals on the eve of, of the first or on the first or the second, it's, it's already too late. Yep. Again, you got to live your life by design. You have to plan out your 52 weeks. I'm not saying be super detailed, but you want to know what you want out of life. You yep. want to know what you want out of the calendar. You want to know what you want the year to bring you. Yep. If not, it's going to dictate what's happening to you instead of you dictating what's yep. what it's designed for. Yeah. So we did the event um, and we went over all, like all things, the whole yeah. person paradigm. I had a C two CPAs there going over tax strategy, tax savings, 
different things that you can do with the tax code. There's thousands of pages of tax code. Only about 50 of those pages tell you how to pay. The balance is how to not pay. Yep. So it's an incentive program. And you have to understand the incentives that the government's put forth. Mm-hmm. And it's highly incentivizing for entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs are in the room. They're learning about the Augusta rule, about um, paying your kids, about different credits that you can have that, that way. Real estate professional. Then I had an attorney there saying, this is how you set up your, your structure, your trust, mm-hmm. your, your moat. LLC does this. S Corp does that. C Corp does this Yep. so that people can understand all the intricacies of business. Because one mistake that we make as humans and as leaders and as entrepreneurs is we say no, that person will handle it. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sure. They can, they can bring in their specialization and their expertise, but you have to understand enough where you know why you're doing the things that you're doing and you can hold them accountable. Yeah. Like if, if you're just delegating all that stuff to somebody, that's, that's not the proper way to do things. So again, it's bringing in all these experts where the attendees can say, I need to add this. I need yeah, to add that. I need to cool. pivot here. I need a better um, legal strategy. I need a better better tax strategy. I need a better life insurance strategy. Mm-hmm. I even had a life insurance specialist there. I had a family office specialist there. I had a breathe, breath work specialist there. Mm-hmm. I had a meditation specialist. I had a, a lot of business specialists, real estate specialists. So that yeah. we can bifurcate all the things that they want to go over and add those into our toolbox, if you will. And how, how was the response from attendees? Like what? It's 10 out of 10. And what do you think their take, their biggest takeaways were? Cause obviously there's, you guys did so much and I'm actually less familiar with this. So this is fascinating for me to learn about as well. Um, like what were the biggest takeaways for people? What do you think was the most like, okay, I have never even heard that. And I need that. It, it, it's, it's like the, the red car theory, right? Like mm-hmm. the once Tetris you say, effect. yeah. So I just said, listen, if you know that there's red cars out there, you're going to see them all over the place. Yep. Now that you're having these conversations about your family office, about your legal structuring, about your tax structuring, now it's going to be more commonplace. And now you actually can have those conversations. Yeah. And now you know what questions to ask. Yeah. So I think for me, the purpose of it was to expose people to things that they may not be considering so that now they can consider them to have a better mm. life by design. Mm. And then, you know, you're you're talking you're talking about how you how, how you create the right v- vibration and how you attack the year with force and with fury and with purpose and with drive so that you can actually live a very fulfilled life. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like so many of us are asleep at the wheel and we allow things to happen instead of us making things happen. Life yeah. happens for us, not to us. Yeah. And it's just helping people create that framework on this is how I can actually experience the life that I want to experience. And we're all, we can all do that. We, we all have it within us. It's just a matter of unleashing that. So a lot of it, and to, to continue with, with the question, here's my answer. It's helping people get out of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. telling people that there is a fear zone that comes when you exit comfort. Yep. And then you have to go through the learning zone so that finally you can get into the growth zone. Yep. But you have to be able to, you, ha- you have to be able to allow yourself to become uncomfortable yeah. and to go through fear. 100%. So that you can grow as a human being. I love that. And I think I think the podcast is going to kill it. I think people are going to love it. And I think people need it. And it's becoming more adopted, which is like yeah. even seeing within this podcast and everyone's out there that, that's doing it. People need it. And it's so much better to consume that than everything else that's out there. So I think it's amazing. Listen, and I love that Mark Twain quote. Um, I never allowed my schooling to get in the way of my education. Mm. I think schooling, it's getting heavily decentralized. More and more, there's studies that state that a bachelor's degree isn't doing 
what it was intended to do. Yeah. Um, things have pivoted. They've, they've adopted gravely yep. to different, um, to different wavelengths where kids are learning in a different fashion. They yeah. want a more hands-on approach and they're tired of the theory. They want the practicality. So I think by presenting a podcast that's practical and not just theoretical with people that are doing it and not yeah. just talking about it, I think that's a really beautiful form of education. Yeah. And I think these conferences are getting a lot of traction now. I'm, I'm not just talking mine. I'm saying conferences at large yep. where people are learning tactical principles that are long lasting, that have perpetual effects. I think that's the new, you know, Education. bachelor's degree, if you will. Yeah. And YouTube university, it's, I mean, everything's on there. Like there's no excuses. Yeah. And it just, fo it follows the idea of human life value. Like that's that luckily someone taught me that because when I first started in my career, I was very, very centered, focused on, oh, I need a degree that that determines your value in the marketplace. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't. What determines your value in the marketplace is what can you go apply? How much value can you bring? And it's, it, it's, uh, that was monumental for me. Listen, I do a lot of hiring and I am almost to a point where the more Ivy League they are, the less desirable they are for me to hire them. That's interesting. Why? Because sometimes um, those high IQ individuals, what they try to do is impose their intellect upon others instead of building teams mm. and allowing ideas to permeate within the organization. They're more concerned about them being right mm. and having the right answers um, themselves um, instead of doing what is right. Understood. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. And I, yeah, again, I think, I think it's going to be amazing. So I'm super happy for you. I'm excited for you. I do have a question for you and this originated a long time ago. So you have for a long time, I don't know if you came up with it or what, but live life by design, not by default has been something that anytime it's said, or anytime I repeat it, I immediately think of you like, because that's your thing. Right. And I'm curious, when I first heard that, the live life by design, not by default, in my mind, I immediately imagined default as bad. But what I've realized as it's gone on, a lot of people don't necessarily live life by design, but good things still happen to them. They still stumble upon a lot of money or whatever it may be. But what I find living life by design as is creating a fulfilling life is what I've kind of in my brain created the idea to be. How accurate is that? And what would you say to what is default if, if that's not right? I mean, default is what's not designed. It's the, I say this all the time, but if, if you're not living the life that you want to live and if you're not designing it and mm -hmm. you're not the one owning your calendar and saying this is what's going to happen and you're manifesting certain things, somebody that's doing that work is now owning you, whether you realize it or not. Mm. So the longer you continue to live your life by default, you're somebody else's design work. You're somebody yeah. else's chess piece when they're the chess master. Yeah. You're the puppet, they're the pup puppeteer type of thing. Mm -hmm. So sure, you can, and not listen, wealth is one of the, monetary wealth is one of the many components. Mm -hmm. In fact, on a list of 10 things, it's probably last on the list. Mm -hmm. um, for me, and, and Sean Aker talks about in Happiness Advantage, happiness is a precursor to success, not the other way around. So if I'm living my, my life by design and I'm happy with what I'm doing, the wealth and all that stuff's the, it's a byproduct. Yeah, it's a byproduct because the precursor was me taking care of the whole person paradigm. Yeah. So it's just helping helping me and helping people just realize, okay, is this something that I want? Is this something that is important to me? And am I building this? And am I living in a way in which I'm commanding these things to happen for me? Yeah. Yeah. So the de default would be, yeah, it's whatever. Anything else. Whoever has something else planned. And 
you know, when I talk about active income, passive income and, and controlling your destiny that way, you know, the longer, the, the longer you take to decide what you want to do to create your entrepreneurial journey, the longer you're somebody else's passive income. Yep. So that's why you have to live your life by design. So you're in control, you're in command of things. That makes sense. And quite often it's just having the bravery to do so. Like if, if you knew that you would not fail whatever it is that you want to truly do, you would do it. But it's that fear of failure, that fear in general, that's mm -hmm. preventing us from living our life by design and allowing default to be what we're doing. Exactly. It's like, eh, I would do this, but I guess, I guess I don't want to take that risk or yeah. maybe it's not for me. That makes perfect sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So w with that understanding, do you feel like there's ever been a point in your life where either knowingly or unknowingly you were living by default rather every day. than design. I mean, every day. It's, you catch it's, yourself every day. Of course. Like if, if you're like, listen, if, if you say that your life is complete certain and it's all by design, you're lying. Like yeah. you're, you're lying to yourself or somebody's <laughs> lying to you. Yes. Like, but that's the beauty of life. It's like, even today, like if I was late to the show because I had to deal with other things that got thrown my way. Got it. So there's always going to be stuff that doesn't go your way, but yeah. you're working at living that true design so that you know what you want to say yes to and what you want to say no to. Yeah. And so that you can have what I feel is the true flex in life, which is experiences, mobility, and time. Got it. Got it. And I think that's a really good answer because that shows people like nobody's perfect and there's not a destination you're going to get to where it's like, oh yeah, like I'm here. And like, I got it all figured out and I'm doing everything perfectly. And, and, and listen, the, the reason I think I talk about it so much is because I know it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And it's in my sight, it's in my mind because I know if I'm not working towards that, it's, it's in disarray. Yeah. So I'm one of the ones that needs this advice the most. And that's why I perpetually give myself this advice. Got it. And that's why I use this mantra to remind me that I need this extra help. This extra it. guidance. I love it. What percentage of people do you think live nearly entirely by default? Oof. I would predict that's the vast majority. I, I don't, I mean, I. it's an astronomical number. It has to be, has to be. So the reason it's I bring just, that up. I mean, you, you see it when you're walking around the streets and you see some of the stuff you see, it's like, what in the world is going on here? Yeah, 100%, 100%. The reason I bring that up is because I'm sitting here thinking, and I know for a fact there are people listening, right? And as you're talking, they're like, holy shit, like I'm literally living entirely by default, right? So my question for you is for those people who are sitting there and they're having this like realization, this like monumental moment of like, oh crap type thing. What are some things to start, start living your life by design in some type of way? You gotta, you gotta get ego out of the way. Yep. Because ego tells us, I don't need to learn. I don't need to pivot. I don't need to take advice. I don't need to listen to this podcast. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be more learned, so forth and so on. So I think you got to check ego at the door. Yeah. And realize that we all need more help. Yeah. And we all need more education and we all need more uh, mentorship, period, end of story. I don't care what you're dominating in life. Somebody, somebody's your superior in at least one thing. Yep. And you need to listen and you learn, learn and, and admit to yourself that if you don't do things that keep you designed, mm -hmm. you're, you can get in trouble. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Um, Again, I say this all the time. Um, there's the life of the scripted and then there's the life of the unscripted. Mm -hmm. The scripted life is go to school, get a safe and secure job, pay your bills and die, whatever. Yep. 
It's the script of the rat race. And what does the rat race need? More rats. So I just refuse to be a rat in the rat race. And I refuse to continuously ride around in that little mm-hmm. mouse wheel, hamster wheel, yep. and just be a product of, of the powers that be. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people pulling strings. And you can call it conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, but it, it is what it is. And it's just making sure that we don't subscribe to their to their rat race Mm -hmm. and that we don't subscribe to being their passive income. What up, everybody? Thank you guys for listening. Today's show is brought to you guys by the Alchemy Excellence 2024 event. I want to tell you guys a little bit about that and then get you guys a discount for that. Um, But the Alchemy Excellence event, it's coming up. It's January 23rd and 24th. For those of you guys that are wanting to start your year off huge, anyone who's in sales and recruiting, owns a business, whatever it may be, the the lineup of speakers is incredible. We have Todd Peterson confirmed, Kelsey Wells, Doug, myself will be be presenting, um, Jason Shaw, Casey Baugh, Jimmy Rex, Jeff Mendez. The, The list is amazing, and that's only some of the speakers. Um, it'll be a a little, a short two day event, absolutely worth your time. Again, if you're trying to go and start your year off, right. These are the type of events that put you in proximity with the people who will push you to the next level. Um, and even if you're dominating, if you're on an absolute roll, it never hurts to go and get a little bit better. So mark it on your calendars. It's the 23rd, um, and 24th, and then use the code early bird 24 for 50% off your tickets. Um, I strongly encourage anybody Anybody, anybody, anybody who wants to have a big 2024 to go and get your tickets. And I'd love to see you guys there and to chat about the podcast and everything else. So I'll see you guys in January. Until next time. Hey, what's up, guys? I want to take a second to thank today's sponsor for the podcast. Um, the dudes who run this company are some of the coolest dudes that I know. The company is killing it. Um, and I personally use the product multiple times. But the sponsor today is King Cool Plunge. They make the best local cold plunges that I've ever, ever used. And those of you guys that know me, you know, I love to sauna. I love to cold plunge and they absolutely kick ass. So make sure you go check out King Cool Plunge on their website. That's K-I-N-G-K-O-O-L-P-L-U-N-G-E.com. Um, and use code TTD for $350 off. Got it. Like their pawn. That makes yeah. sense. And I, you said something really cool that I think is also very important. You barely skimmed over it, but it's it's been a big deal to me. You said somebody is superior to you in something. And what that means, and the reason I say that stands out to me is because a lot of people, when when they talk about mentors, they feel like they need to go find someone that they look up to in every aspect of life. And that's often very hard because people are going to let you down in some form or fashion. But if you can go find the best investor that you know, there's your mentor for investing. And you can have multiple. If you can find the best dad, he might not be the most monetarily wealthy. You don't need to go. Does that make sense? Of course. And I think for me, that was a really big realization why I like, I I was, I guess, attracted to go and meet so many people and learn from so many different people that were, that were very impressive to me in different ways. I I mean, that's a really cool thing. This is what's crazy. I'm, I'll be 48 in, in January. Um, a lot of my mentors are 20 some year old kids. In fact, my oldest son, he's 23 and he's one of my mentors Mm -hmm. on like how to be kinder and how to think, how to think outside of, 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 I'm going to use the word, the box, if you will, but in many different aspects of life. Yeah. He's probably not going to mentor me on, you know, monetary measures, Yeah, but for sure, like on social aspects and how to, how to treat other 20 somethings and what the world looks 
like today in the eyes of a 20 something. And that's super helpful for me. You know, I have spiritual mentors, um, physical fitness mentors, nutrition mentors, sleep mentors, yeah. breathwork mentors. And it's just a matter of embracing it and, yeah. and getting ego out of the way. And, you know, I heard once before that ego stands for edging God out for whatever your version of God is. Yeah. But it's when you don't allow, like when you allow the, the, just the natural man of things to take over and you don't allow the spiritual things to take over. Mm-hmm. That's when you get in trouble as a human being, because you're not, you're not being vulnerable. Yeah. You need to be able to let the light come in. Yeah, you're not being authentic, right? If you're, I think when you try to have the answers to all things and you're not willing to receive um, from others, that's that's a dangerous place to be. 100%. So I, I want to learn from everybody. I've never heard that. You said ego, another word for or another... Edging meaning, God out. Edging God out. Whatever your version of God is. That's very Could cool. be the universe, could be, you know, Jesus Christ, could be God, the Father. Yep. Could be... Uh, the Virgin Mary, whatever your version of God is. That's very, very cool. I like that. I've never, ever heard that before. Um, and, you, and you've, t- you've t- touched on a couple of things that I would like to dive into. And I have a whole list of questions and my idea for where the conversation is going to go never ends up being where the conversation goes. That's what I've, one thing I've learned about podcasting. Um, you, you mentioned the whole person paradigm and I'm, I'm very familiar. So I didn't even really catch it and think about it and like want to dive into it. But a lot of people listening probably aren't as familiar with the whole person paradigm. Would you mind kind of explaining, talking about, or yeah. what it means to you even. It doesn't have to be by the book at all. Yeah, so like, a great parallel is this. Let's say you're a basketball player. You're in the NBA, and all you can do is shoot the three. Yeah. Are you going to be a Hall of Famer? The answer is no. So you need to be a triple-double type of player, right? Yep. You want to be able to rebound, steal, assist, shoot shoot the buckets, and just be an all-around player. Mm-hmm. So for me, let's say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really good business person, but I'm a terrible husband. I'm a, I'm a cheater. I don't do date night. I, uh, I don't honor, you know, my, my wedding vows, et cetera. That's not really cool. Yeah. Right. Let's say I'm a, I, <laughs> I, make, I, I make a lot of money and I'm a deadbeat dad. I don't spend any time with my kids. Don't mentor them, you know, just, just not present. Yep. I don't want to be that. I want to be a whole person. I want to, I want to be awesome at the whole person paradigm. And you usually can, you call it a quadrant, right? So your physical, which has to do with your physical body, your physical with your bank accounts, anything that's of yep. substance physically, right? Yep. And I mean, we all know this, but physical turns into spiritual, spiritual turns into physical, but, but yep. whole person paradigm, it's, it's the four, it's the four, it's the quadrant. So you have your physical, you have your intellectual, which that's self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time, but you want to keep your learning ahead of your earning. You want to be addicted to learning. I've run into so many 20-something-year-olds that say, I'm so glad I graduated college. I don't have to re- read another textbook again in my life or another book. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you don't get it. Like, <laughs> you always want to be reading. Yeah. Like, always. Um, so you're, you have your physical, your intellectual, then your, your spiritual. Yep. And then your social-emotional, which is one. Yeah. Um, and just making sure that you're great at all those, that you have great IQ, that you have great EQ, emotional quotient, that you take care of your physical body, the, all the above. Yeah. And it's really difficult and challenging to be like a hundred percent in all four. And that's why it's so fun and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But in my mind on a daily, I'm like, okay, what have I done today to nourish my spiritual being? Yeah. What have I done today to nourish my intellectual being? Yeah. What have I done today to expand my emotional intelligence and my social circle? Yep. And it's just constantly reminding myself to not be uh unilateral, but to be, a triple double. 
Yeah. No, I love, I think that's a, that's, I love it because I've been taught that by you. You were one of the first people actually that taught me that and then multiple others as well. And it's, and I love it. And it's like, it, what it's what I used to govern most of my decisions. And I think you can really tell when people approach things with the whole person paradigm in mind. Right. And you can also tell when someone's, and maybe not always, you can't always judge a book by its cover and tell, but like when people are struggling in life, they're typically lacking in one of those areas. Yeah. Right? I think, listen, I think you can find any of the people that you deem your mentor and you probably want to have them as your number one in all four of those quadrants. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. You'd probably say, this is my number one for intellectual. This is my number one for social. But it's, 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 it's because it takes a lot of work with all four. hundred percent. You know, and I'm sure you've had the same experience as me. And there's this quote that says, if you want to be disillusioned by your mentors, don't meet them in person. And I've met some quote unquote mentors that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not a really good human being. Yep. This guy's good on camera. He's good at a conference when he's on stage or he, she's on stage. But man, when they're just them, yep. and they're not the dancing bear. Yeah. Oof. I don't know if I want to view this person as my mentor anymore. It's kind of embarrassing that I deemed them as such. Well, and on the flip side, someone who may not be the most impressive looking person when you go get to really know them. Of course, For yeah. me and my experience, it's gone both ways. I've found people where I'm let down and then I find people where I'm like, holy crap, like yeah. you're like someone that I'd like to know until I die. And there's not really any gain per se that, that would typically be viewed for me, but it's more of like, you're, I want to be like you as a person. Yeah. And, and I love the idea of that as well. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think just thinking about this, I think it, again, going back to the hero thing, the hero's journey, it's everybody's a hero. Yep. Not everybody realizes it yet. Yep. But be, be more heroic, like see yourself as such and you'll be a hero to many. And you're silently a hero to people that you don't even realize, like keep growing and keep, keep going and keep giving because it, you're, you're making a difference whether yeah. you realize it or not. And 100%. the world needs more of you. hundred percent. I love that. Not I think less of you. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, so now I, I kind of want to pivot and I have a question for you and it's, it's a more vulnerable question and, and it's the most requested from people when I go talk to them like, Hey, like, Oh, we love that episode with Jeff. I'm like, cool. What would you want to hear more of or whatever it may be? Right. And a very, very common trend is this is you now, right? You are incredibly intellectual you're obviously the success is all there. You seem, you seem to be doing amazing in a lot of different areas from what I know. And I, I feel like I know enough to know you're a great husband. You're a really, really good dad. Like you, you are doing all of these things. Was there ever a point in life where it was like, like, and, and maybe you weren't doing poor in these areas, but just like a low of all lows for you where things just didn't seem to be going right. Or maybe your brain didn't comprehend everything that it does now or whatever it may be where you were just totally like, at the mercy of life, basically. And you felt like you didn't know if it was ever going to get better. Um, I, I, I try not to operate in absolutes. And mm. I try to practice what I call failure amnesia. So I don't pay a lot of attention to those quote-unquote failures. But I, I think it's, it. part of the, it's part of the journey. So let me answer it this way. Um, what you usually see out of people, it's their highlight reel. Right? You see Jordan with the six rings. You see Kobe with the five rings. Um. You don't see the blood, the sweat, the tears, the sacrifices, the sleepless nights, the the darkness. Mm -hmm. But there's not one single hero's journey that didn't come with a ton of darkness. In fact, the bigger the hero, the more the darkness they had to deal with. Mm. Um, it's just the refiner's fire. It's just how it works. So my answer is, oh, yeah. Like, have there been times where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm a good dad. I don't know if I'm a good husband. I don't know if this is working. It's all the time. 
And again, whoever tells you the contrary, they're either not living or they're lying or yep. something's going on. Yep. But it's just it's just part of it. You know, and I say this quote all the time, the brightest nights produce the the darkest nights produce the brightest stars. And it's true. And um I, I love um the Stoics too, because they say uh worrying is like paying a debt that you don't owe. And I have found myself worrying so much. I've never and, heard that. And that this is the thing though. What you create in your brain and your imagination is always worse than what actually occurs in actuality. It's the whole premise of Christmas morning. What do you love more? Or what do you cherish more? Or what's more exhilarating? The anticipation of Christmas morning opening the presents that Santa Claus brought or the actual opening up of the presents. It's the anticipation of such. Mm. So again, in my life, as I've seen these dark nights and all this craziness, what I created in my brain with the worry, which is the debt that I don't owe, Yep is way bigger than what actually occurred in actuality. So mm-hmm. what I've learned throughout the years is you can be your own worst enemy. You've heard this before. If you get in your head, you're dead. Yep. So just making sure that as you're going through those dark moments that you don't overdo it because you're way harder on yourself, in my opinion, than actuality is, than life is. Yeah. But yeah, listen, it's, and I could, like, there's been moments where I've, I've, I've stared, you know, death in the face. I've, I've died one, two, three, probably four times. You've died four times? I drowned twice. Oh, jeez, I didn't know that. I got, I got um, um, my brother um, rescued me once when I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And then another one, I was like 19, and the undertow kept sweeping me in. And I literally said my last prayer. And somehow I got washed ashore. Holy crap. Miraculous. And then I've been shot towards uh, once or twice, never got hit. And I actually, um, had some guns pulled on me and says, I'm going to kill you right here, right now. If you don't give me this, it was a gold chain that I was wearing in Puerto Rico. And did you give it to him? I did. And I got it back. And you got it back. That's for a different podcast. That's a long story. (laughs) I'm going to have to, even not a podcast. I need to hear that story. That's awesome. So, so, so again, what I'm saying is sure. The highlight reels are awesome and the accolades are cool, but there's, Everybody deals with the not so tasteful sandwich. Yeah. No, I like that. And that's a different answer than I usually get, which I actually like. But it also goes to show that it's not that these bad things have happened. It's that these bad things are not even bad, but these things are happening and will always happen. But what's crazy is when I get asked, what's the worst? I I don't even know because it's just it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Like, like, again, failure amnesia. Yep. It's, it just, it is what it is. It's just, it's just, listen, it's, it's, it's part of the beauty and essence of life. Yeah. And I'm glad that I was brought up the way in which I was brought up. Yeah. Um, I've seen things that my kids, thank goodness, will never see. Yep. And the reason I live here and not where I grew up is so that I could insulate them from some of those things. But sometimes I worry that they're not able to experience some of those things that I experience because they sometimes take things for granted. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I want to give kids the things that I don't have that I sometimes am taking away the things that I did have because that's those experiences and that those trials and those tribulations and the pressure to get out of a not so amazing situation. Yeah. And when you when you say that, that makes like I think about that all the time. Like, I feel like that's a dance, especially as you start to raise kids. Exactly. You're explaining you want to protect them from certain things. But those specific things are exactly why you are the way you are. Yeah. 
and some of your attributes. It's super scary. My yeah, wife and I, we talk about it all the time. I mean, if you know her story, she grew up, there's nothing, and then there's less than nothing, and then there's how she grew up. When she was leaving her home, she grew up, in, and she hates me telling the story because we don't want to be viewed as, oh, these these people had to leave these tough situations. No, it, it, we, we cherish our situations. It, it, it's who we are. Yep. So there's we don't want any... No pity. No pity. Like yep. No pity parties here. But when she was leaving her home in Rosario, Argentina, to come to the States to attend college, it was like, hey, a family of six, please don't take the towel. The one towel for six people. Mm. You know, and that's, you know, you open the fridge and there's an echo. There's no, there's no, there's nothing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, every day where you're having to scrape and and just fight for, for bread or for milk, literally. And then you come here and it's, you open the fridge and it's food's falling out. Yep. Right. Or you go to the gas station. Oh, they don't have Fiji water. They only have Aquafina. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. So we're very cognizant to the fact that we're growing up very different. My kids, our kids are growing up very differently from the way we grew up. Yeah. We want to give them the things that we don't have, but we're scared to death that we're not giving them the opportunities that we had mm. to become resilient and to fight for the things that we wanted out of life. Yeah. And you've probably heard me say this before, but parenthood is the scariest hood you ever go through. <laughs> I have heard that. And I, yeah, that makes me like that, like messes with my brain thinking about that actually. Oh, and, and when I, you, as a parent, when you think you have everything figured out, that same moment, you understand that you have nothing figured out. The moment that you have it figured out, that's when you ultimately don't have it figured out. That's, yeah. See, and that, every kid is different, by the way. Every kid's their own world. I hear that too. Literally, the more, the more I talk to, because that's like the next phase in life, right? Going and having kids, thinking about that. And I'm always like forward thinking and, and may, maybe too much even, but that genuinely is like one of my greatest fears is like, What's the right way to do it, I guess? And I don't even know if there's an answer. There but isn't like, one. There isn't one. But I, what I did learn is this, and I actually learned this from one of our mentors, Todd Peterson. And I know his name gets mentioned a lot on the on the show. Yeah. Props to you for, for being a mentor to many. But he said, listen, what I do with my kids is when they do something that is kind of not cool or obnoxious or quote unquote wrong, I ignore. As hard as that might be. I ignore as much as I can when they do something that's cool and something that they should be doing or something that's like, uh, worthy of a reward. I make sure that I acknowledge it and, and, and spend time with them because kids, the way they spell love, it's not L V E it's T I M E. So if I'm always reprimanding my kids and grounding them, and that's how I show my love, which is T I M E. And I'm spending time when they're doing things that are wrong. Yeah. Then, then what are they going to do? They're going to go seek them to go daddy's and, attention and mommy's attention yep. by doing mischievous things so that we can ground them and spend time with them. Yeah. But if when you ignore it, which is super hard to do, you don't give them the time of day and you only spend time with them on the good things and the accolades and when like, oh, you're getting good grades. That's so awesome. Let, let's, let's go hang out. Let's celebrate this thing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how they pivot. Let me give you a quick story. So, um, I have Joaquin. He he turned 18 this year, so he had his senior prom. Yeah. My wife approaches him and his friends. They're all at the house. And she's like, I know you guys are 18. I was 18 once. Your dad was 18 once. You're probably going to do things that 18-year-olds do. It's on you. I'm not going to be there the entire time. You're your own person. You own your own life. 
Now I want you to feel safe with me and with your dad. If you guys decide to go drinking or whatever teenagers do nowadays, it is what it is. Like you, you have to be responsible. I want you safe. I want you back home. Um, we'll come up with a code word. The code word is, let's say it's um, sky. Yep. You text me sky with your location. I will come pick you up. No questions asked. I want you safe. I don't want you driving intoxicated. I don't want you doing anything dumb. If you guys choose to do what the teenagers do, it's your prerogative. And then my son's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and the kid's like, whoa, yeah. prog- progressive mom here. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you said that? Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, my style is a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's 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 looking for the the TIME. So again, the, the kid might be like, hey, if I if I act up and get drunk or whatever, my parents are gonna have to spend time with me and I'm gonna get their love and their attention, their hugs and their their worry. But anyway, after she said that, guess what time they, they came home? I have no what time. Take take a guess. Like eleven. Yeah, midnight. <laughs> sober as sober can be, not a drop of anything. That's they were given permission from mama. Yeah. But she was smart. She knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. What would have happened if she would have said, You guys are 18, don't be doing crazy stuff. If I catch any of you guys drinking or you're doing what you're not trouble. supposed to, you're going to be in big trouble. Then what? that's what they're thinking about. That's what they're going to go do. Yeah. Because they want the time. So brilliant. That's awesome. He came home at midnight. That's awesome. And all the kids, they, they're at my house at midnight, eating cereal, hanging out at my house, senior prom, having a good time, wholesome. Yeah. Like easy. And in fact, one of my other kids said, you know what? Now that you guys are like super like open with us and transparent, I don't want to do anything wrong because it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. You took away all the incentive. Crazy. No, that is so crazy. For whatever that's worth, super, that's super helpful cool. for yeah. us. That's awesome advice. I've never, and I've never actually heard that. And I hang around Todd a lot and I, I even... Maybe I don't ask him parenting advice, but I, yeah, I've, I've never heard that. And I like that a lot. That's really cool. So then I guess talking to, well, well, hold on. Yeah, yeah, so to continue. Yeah, so hit me. imagine like if you, if you catch one of your kids, you know, drinking or smoking weed or whatever, and you ground them and I mean, they're just going to do more of it. They're going to resent you. They're not going to be open with you. And then your words will have less weight. Yeah. For me, as a dad, my one of my goals is for my kids to want to come home to Sunday dinner every Sunday without them feeling like it's their duty or like yep. it's a must. I want them to want it. Does that make sense? That makes a perfect sense. Where they want to be open and they want it, we want to have long lasting perpetual relationship. Um, and a big part of that is not feeling judged by you because yeah. if they felt judged by you, there's... And it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's I not easy that. because they that. do some things and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you just want to grab them, right? But <laughs> that's crazy. That's very cool. I like that a lot. I, I think so. From there, that kind of leads me into exactly what I, I wanted to talk to you about for a good amount of time as well. Is you have kids coming up in this age where they're coming into adulthood or they're an adult and they either have everything figured out or nothing figured out, or if they think they have everything figured out, they really have nothing figured out. But at the end of the day, there are certain attributes or certain things that you just you need. And eventually you'll get if you're going to go live a fulfilled life, right? And I'm curious in your opinion, what those things are. Like if you're going to go find success in life and you're going to go be that person who really goes and and and, and finds true fulfilling success because the greatest yeah. failure is success without fulfillment, right? Yep. What are the attributes that that you see a very common trend or thread? And then, and then on the flip, what are the things that people avoid out of curiosity? Okay. So let me make sure I understand the question. The question is, 
what does it take to live a fulfilled life? Yeah, when you're at that stage, because typically the trials are what give you the attributes. And then looking back, you can see, oh, yeah. I wish I had discipline the whole time. Man, it, I mean, we could write a book, right, on this question, this topic. I, I think it's, again, it's living the life that you feel is worth living and doing things that you feel are rewarding and have significance. I mean, you you know this, but there's a certain hierarchy of needs for human beings. There's yep. certainty, uncertainty, significance, love, love all that stuff, yep. connection. So I think if you can, and I'm not talking just pie in the sky type stuff. I'm talking like if you feel like you're really contributing and doing what you're designed to do, then, then you're getting there. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't speak in absolutes. Like I've, I, I'm sure I've thought that I had my life figured out 20 million different times. Yep. And you know, one day you're doing this, the next day you're doing that. And you have to allow yourself to be able to change when change is required. Yeah. And change is actually a good thing. When I was first growing up, I thought that if people said, Hey Mendes, you've changed. I saw it as a bad thing. And then I realized, no, that's actually a superpower. Yep. Like we're, we're, you're supposed to, we want, we we're supposed to change. Yeah. So I think my advice would be know what your North star is, know what you want out of life, have enough of a base where when new information hits you, you have enough of a good base where you can make informed decisions and pivot the right way. Um, have enough, um, bounty in all aspects of life where you can have mobility, like I said earlier, experiences yeah. and time. And then if you want to talk about financial, it's avoid the rat race at all cost and make sure that two things don't own you. Um, people and things. I teach my kids all the time. Don't let anybody own you and don't let anything own you. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, talking more about the monetary sense is I want, I, I've taught my kids that their dollars are their freedom fighters. Okay. So you need to keep them active in fighting the battle of freedom. What I mean by that, when you have your dollars producing for you, whatever money producing for you, and it's creating income for you, mm -hmm. then it's actually allowing you to be able to say no to more things and yes to the things that you truly want out of life. Mm -hmm. I, I want my kids to be financially independent because they've put their, freedom fighters to work mm. and their dollars are having babies and offspring where it's creating that, that, um, that opportunity for them to have that lifestyle. When you don't have that piece figured out, you're having to trade your time for money. Yeah. I want my money to buy me time. Yep. I understand. If that. you think, listen, if you think, if you think of anything that you, that you exchange money for, it's usually a time machine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how did you get to this studio today? Drove my car. Could you have walked? Could have walked for but sure. But you spent money to get what? A get car to accelerate your time in yep. getting here. Yep. Okay. Did you eat out this week? I have, yeah. Okay. Why? Didn't have time to cook a meal. You chose to not have time to cook to your meal. So you spent money to buy you time. Yep. How about your clothes? Did you make your own clothes? Did not. See what I'm saying? So, you, so it's learning how to trade your dollars for, for time freedom. machines. When people mm -hmm. say... You can't buy uh, time with money. Uh, yes, you can. You kind of can. <laughs> kind of can. Yeah. So it, again, but it's understanding the purpose of all that and yeah. then understanding what you truly want out of life. So for my wife and I, obviously we want our kids to be phenomenal human beings. We want them to be really nice, really kind. 
We want them to fight for what's right. Um, but all, but I also want them to not be a part of the system. Understand the system, Got but it. I don't want you to be a byproduct of the system. Got I it. want you to understand the system well enough where you know that there's things happening all around you. Yeah. And don't fall into this rat race that's just real. That makes, yeah, I like that. And, and you're right. It, the reason I asked the question the way I do is because it could be a book and it could go so many different directions. And I like, I like the way you took it. And I'm, I want to, I want to ask you one deeper question on one part of your answer. So your whole answer, I really like it. I think that's perfect. The ending is the ending of your answer is phenomenal. The very beginning though, you said like, if you're living a life that's in, it, aligned with your North star or find your North star, however you worded it, right? My question for you then is just to dig a little bit deeper and hopefully help that one group of people that right now is feeling completely confused is what if you have no clue what the North star is? What's the first step in the direction to figuring out, okay, I'm going in the right direction. My trajectory is correct. I don't know if my speed is or anything else, but at least I know I'm at kind of heading in the right direction. What, what, what's, what would you say? I, I think my first word piece of advice would be chill out. Like you, like, how old are you right now? I'm 24. Yeah. If you had a, your whole life figured out, I'd be scared. <laughs> you're not supposed to. Yeah. Again, you're in your 20s. Like, you want to kind of have different North Stars and different interests. It's okay. It's fine. Mm. I think when you try to be so, like, ingrained in one certain way, and I that's how I grew up in my 20s. It's get a safe and secure, go to school, get good grades, get a safe and secure job, and that's your life. Mm-hmm. And I was I was living it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the first to tell you it was miserable, detestful. It was nowhere, no way to live. Yep. Like I literally felt like I was 50 something year, years old in my twenties when I was running Walmart stores. Mm. It was not fun. So I think my first piece of advice is chill out. You don't have to have all the answers right now. And if you don't fully understand what your North star is, it's okay. You're probably not supposed to know, but know certain principles and guidelines that you want to be a part of so you can start building your life that way. Mm. Um, again, it's how can I, how can I have more time? Like I, I can't, and again, I'm, I'm talking to you almost at age 50. Time is very important for me. Yeah. More important than ever because I'm kind of headed towards that other cycle of life where I, I want to spend more time with my kids, my future grandkids, with the people I love. Um, sure, I'll still grind. You know me, I, I grind all the time. But for me, it's more just time and and utilizing that essence of time. And there's times and seasons for everything. When I'm training, when I'm training groups of, of people, I say your first 30 are to learn. Your second 30 are to earn. Your last 30 plus are to burn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I, what I would recommend is learn as much as you can, become a sponge, and then you will know over time and as you learn more and as you have more experiences what you truly want. Mm. So it's kind of, it's an it's a open answer, but that's how it has to be. Yeah. Anybody that tells you you have to be this and you have to be that, uh-uh, that's not how, that's not how it works. Yeah. It's, you, you need that variety and you need to be able to pivot and adapt and change. I mean- Look at how much you've changed over the years. Yeah. Look at how much how much um, your friends have changed over the years, right? And that's, if they didn't change, then, you know, there's something wrong there. So yeah. embrace it, have fun with it. Know what your guiding principles are. If you don't fully understand your North Star, it's okay. Yeah. 
um, as time progresses, you will have that more and more defined. I love that. I, yeah. I don't think there could have been a better answer to that. Cause that's when I find myself like spiraling, that's what I'm spiraling. Like I, I I'm lacking like clarity in what I need to do. And, and that's like a perfect let, answer. Just me, chill let, out. Let, let, we'll check this out. <laughs> when do you get frustrated with human beings? Like in what scenarios or what do you mean? Yeah. When, when do you get frustrated? When, when you expect a certain result. When they do something different than you expect. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, again, we have to chill out. So when I get disillusioned with either my wife or some friends, I want them to react a certain way. And I want them to treat me a certain way. That's, that's, that's where disillusion comes in. And that's where frustration comes in. Mm. Like we don't own anybody. Like you can't, you can't get so married to the, that result. All you can marry is what am I doing to be a better person? What am I doing today to become better than I was yesterday? Yep. And then there's times and seasons for everything. Like I know a lot of guys are like, oh, it's time to crush. It's time to grind. It's great. But you also need to chill out. Yeah. You also need to chill out. Yeah. Because you can look back one, one day and be like, oof, I left a lot of dead bodies along the way. Yep. Or I just destroyed a lot of relationships trying to get to the quote unquote top. Yep. So what I'm saying is you can do it elegantly. You can, you can be a beast and be elegant in your, in your endeavors. Yeah. Be a so. warrior in the garden. I like that a lot. That's yeah. That's a great answer. I love that. Um, every, literally every time we do a podcast, I get going, get going, get going, look at the clock and I'm like, holy crap, the time flies. I want to be respectful of your time and everybody else's time. Again, more than anything, I just want to thank you so much. You've been one of my big time, big time heroes in life. So I appreciate when you take time because then that means everybody else gets to experience at least a little bit of what I got um, from you. And, and and I appreciate it big time. But if there's anything else, I guess my last question for you is, is there anything else that you feel like could be valuable to go and say or go and, and, and give the advice to the the listeners that, that listen? We're in the month of January. It's It's a new year. It's 2024. The things that you were... Second guessing, go for it. Um, the things that you really want, go for it. The person that you want to ask out, go for it. The job that you want to go get, go for it. The the books that you want to read, go for it. The, the, the new physical fitness routine, go for it. Don't be so hard on yourself that you're not willing to go take chances. Like if you're not feeling inadequate in 2024, you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like a rookie again. You want to feel like a novice again. Don't take yourself so seriously. And just if you if you feel like you don't have everything figured out, you're living life. Living life by design doesn't mean that you have every little tiny piece figured out. It just means that you want the best out of life and you want the best for people around you. And you're not going to be a product of the system. You're actually going to rise above it and you're going to live, live a life that's unscripted mm-hmm. by the powers that be. And you're not going to allow yourself to just be a number and to just be in existence. You're actually going to live and thrive. That would be my advice for 2024 and for people listening. I love it. I love it. It'll be a big year. Jeff, thank you so much, man. I love you. I appreciate you more than you know. And then as always, thank you guys. Much love until next time. Much love. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, As always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video, of value share this with a friend and please go show your love we're on all streaming platforms including youtube spotify and apple any ratings comments likes shares they go a very long way and they make it so i can keep doing these things for you and i would appreciate it greatly so please go share with a friend until next time